okay, you know, I think the world of you, Rob. I really do. And I'm pretty much game for anything, but this is pretty weird. I really don't understand why I had to meet you in this really gross, creepy, dark video booth. Like the floors are sticky. I just, this is really gross. I don't know why we're doing this. It's okay. Just don't turn around yet. You're not ready to see. Okay. Now this is even creepier. This, I do not understand this at all. Just put the coin in and start the movie. Why did I have to bring a whole bag of coins either? This is not, this is on you. This is not on me, but fine. Here, I'll put it in. Okay. Fine. Can I turn around yet? Not yet. No, wait. Whatever. This is so weird. I'm like sticking, my shoes are sticking to the floor and I have no idea what I just put my hand in. Okay, you can turn around now. Oh, oh my God. What do you see? The howling. Somewhere in this city, in this human jungle, it begins. Just try. He's right there. What do you see? What's there, Karen? What do you see, Karen? What's there? Somewhere in these woods, in this primal, sensuous, secret place lies an experience too terrifying for words. And now, all anyone can do is watch and wait. Tonight I'm going to show you something. Make you believe. So I guess, assuming from what you just made me sit through, that we're going to be covering The Howling from 1981. Am I correct? You are correct, sir. All right. Well, okay. This was a long way to go to get there, but I guess I see where you're coming from. Yeah. I mean, what else could provide uh, like uh, the seedy underbelly of life and then intermingle it with werewolves? I don't know that that you're right. That's pretty cool. And, you know, I think Joe Dante did a very good job with this. Yeah, I would say this has been pretty much a staple of my Halloween watching for. I got to say, maybe 30 years now. Oh, that's awesome. That's so cool. Now, um, I guess before we go further, can I just kind of like because I love Joe Dante. Can I just give him some love? Of course. All right, so I guess my probably first Joe Dante film would have been Piranha from 78. Oh, I remember Piranha. Mm -hmm. And then he also did a segment in the Twilight Zone movie. He did the uh, It's a Good Life segment, and that was 83. And then I love Gremlins, and he did Gremlins uh, 1 and 2, so that would have been 84 and 90. Ah, so wait, that makes sense as to why the librarian guy was in this film. Yes, I love Dick Miller. I have a Dick Miller crush, I'll be honest with you. Um, <laughs> I think he's great. Yeah, he, I love him. And then he did, did you ever see Amazon Women on the Moon? Maybe no, but I, when we covered uh, Chopping Mall, he was in Chopping Mall. Oh, Dick, Dick Miller? Yes. 
Yes, 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 yes. Um, and this, I'm still doing Joe Dante films, but yeah. Um, and then, so he did matinee. Did you ever see matinee with uh, John Goodman? Um, I believe I did. Yeah, he was the one who like he promoted like these really wild, wacky movies and stuff. He was all about. Um, he's kind of like William Castle, like based on the William Castle. And um, it was a it was a kind of a horror anthology, right? No, no. Um, he well, kind of, I guess, in a weird way, he. Um, did these really schlocky gimmicky horror sci-fi movies and he would have tie-ins with them and stuff. Um, and he would go from town to town and promote them. Okay. Maybe I was just thinking it was a horror film because I saw it when I was younger. Okay. No worries, but it's great. I recommend that one if you haven't seen it. Um, and then the TV uh, series masters of horror um, mm -hmm. it ran from, Oh, go ahead. No, I was just agreeing with you. Yeah. I've seen that. Okay. Cause he did two episodes of that. And then the movie just recently, 2018, it was um, Nightmare Cinema. He had a segment in that one as well. So he's still around and kicking. Oh, I love cool. it. Yeah. yeah, I didn't see Nightmare Cinema. I'll have to look that up. It's kind of fun. I, you may like it. I, yeah, I, I recommend it to horror fans out there. It's pretty cool. But I'm with you on this one. Like, I love The Howling so much. I'm a big werewolf guy. Um, yeah, this one's pretty cool. Now, when did you first see it, Rob? Um... I probably saw this. Let's let me, you know, use the time machine to look back. Right. <laughs> uh, I must have been around 11 or 12. And my best friend, I stayed over his house. I know he lived like three towns away. He moved to like oh. Connecticut or something. And so it took about an hour to get to his house. Um, and he was like, I've got a lot of great, scary movies to watch. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, cause I remember we used to watch like Nightmare on Elm Street together and we'd sleep in shifts, like just to make sure nobody had a nightmare and died in their <laughs> sleep. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> so yeah, the howling, uh, we were watching that and I remember being just like, I, I believe that's where my love for brunettes came from. Um, you know, when the brunette lady gets naked and there's full frontal nudity and everything. <laughs> oh, Marsha. Okay. Gotcha. I was yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and so like from there, I was like, you've got werewolves, you got blood, gore, all kinds of weird stuff going on. Um, I was a little too young for that movie because some of like the beginning was very difficult to follow, but I kind of understood it as the years went by. No, I get you. I totally, like you're talking about the very beginning. Mm -hmm. We'll get yeah. yeah, I totally get you on that. Yeah, it's a little kind of all over the place if you don't know what's going on. Yes, right. I totally get you. Yeah, I totally get you. Luckily, um, I was raised in a sex shop, so I totally knew what it was. You um, were raised in a sex <laughs> shop. <laughs> so that's where all those dildos came from. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget Tinker Toys. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to remember, like I've always known the movie i'm trying to figure out where i actually first saw the movie i don't know if i had rented it or if i caught it on cable i almost think i had rented it because i i loved werewolves so anything you know that remotely had to do with like like uh werewolves or uh, like uh lycanthropes i was all about it um and i'll be honest with you it's a toss-up between this one and american werewolf in london like if i could splice the two together and mash them into one thing, I would have like the perfect werewolf movie because I love both of them so very much. Ah, yes. Yeah. But, and, uh, and Silver Bullet. Don't forget Silver Bullet. Yeah. Yes. I do like Silver Bullet, but I, I think it's between these two. And it kind of, 
kind of your Marsha moment is kind of my American werewolf in London moment. Really? Okay. Yeah. So David, you know, the way you feel about Marsha was kind of how I felt about David. Ah, I see. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, but yeah, so, um, no, I love this film so much. I think Joe Dante is just amazing. And, uh, I, like you were saying, I love how he mixes like the horror, um, equally with the comedy. He's like in on the joke. Um, mm -hmm. there's so many nods to other werewolf films and stuff in this, but I, I think it's fantastic. But anyway, we should probably get into the movie, I guess. Huh? Yeah, probably. <laughs> okay. So, um, I guess we start off first one. We start off is there's a, uh, it's mainly set around, uh, uh, we're following a TV newscaster named Karen. Yeah. And um, for some reason I thought she was a cop. Oh, okay. You know, when uh, I first, uh, well not first saw it, but maybe I think, uh, probably when I was 17 or 18 and I saw it so again. Why? Is it because of like the whole setup with her, like meeting Eddie in the, like it was a stakeout kind of thing. Maybe, yeah, you know? exactly. And I was like, oh, maybe she's working with the police and she's like undercover or something. Yeah. So well, she kind of was. I mean, it was a setup because they had the police trailing her because they were worried about, you know, her meeting him. Yeah. But so we got Karen and she's a, a newscaster and um, she's actually meeting this kind of. They've had some kind of interaction, clearly, but uh, his name's Eddie and he's kind of a sketchy character. And uh, he's set up where he wants to meet her inside of a video, like an adult video booth. Um, so back in like the 70s, 80s, um, there were these little tiny booths that you would put change in and you would watch these short um, adult film sex loops on. And that's where he wants to meet her at. Um, and she's supposed to meet him in there and they're having her trailed by the police just to make sure everything goes okay. And she's not even really sure why she's, exactly uh there what he's going to say to her what he's going to present to her and everything so we're kind of just as clueless as she is at the beginning of the film yeah yeah and um no go, go and is it he because he was a serial killer correct yes yeah okay. they're, yeah they're, yes yeah 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 and his name's eddie and uh her name's karen and then karen of course is d wallace who is one of the most wonderful women in the world i actually had the the um sheer luck to meet her at a horror convention and she was just as sweet as you would think she would be she was so so nice oh nice oh yeah seriously she was super sweet um she's been in um she was in the hills have eyes if you've seen that one the west craven movie yes from 77 um she was the mom in et but i won't hold that against her <laughs> um we know mom in Kujo. <laughs> and then i think you're a critters fan are you not oh definitely yeah so she was in critters um, and then she was in Popcorn, which was like a slasher movie, which was pretty cool. Um, the Frighteners, we talked about that. She was in The Frighteners. Great um, movie, that Frighteners. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then she was in Alligator 2, The Mutation. I barely remember that one. Oh, really? Okay. All right. And then she did a, bu uh, she did a bunch of movies with Rob Zombie. She was in his Halloween um, redo. She was in House of the Devil. Oh, wait, that's not Rob Zombie. Sorry. She was in Lords of Salem. Um, and then, uh, she was in house of the devil, which I love that's 2009. And then, uh, also from Rob, she was in three from hell. Um, and then she did the Jeepers Creepers reborn in 2022, which I haven't seen that one yet, but, and then she was also in the monsters another Rob Zombie one. She did a voice in the monsters one that just came out. Jeepers Creepers reborn. Has that come out? Yeah, it just came out. Yeah. So it's the fourth one, which I've not seen that. My one goodness. I didn't even know it was out. Nope. I have we'll, to see that. We'll have to go together. Yeah. 
Yeah. Let's hang up now and I'll come pick you up. It'll take a couple hours. Okay. Well, you know, I think it'll take more than a couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so she's our uh, newscaster. And then um, she's going to go uh, meet with this Eddie guy. And Eddie is played by, let's see here. He is played by um, Robert Picardo. Oh, no way. way. This guy? Yeah. So why do you know Edward? Or I mean, why do you know Robert? Um, if I'm, what I'm seeing, yes, Star Trek First Contact, okay, Inner Space, Star Trek Voyager. Yeah, he's a big Trek guy. Yes, I've seen him on a lot of sci-fi shows, actually. Yeah. And And so, go ahead, go ahead. That's, no, he just, he looked really familiar, and I was like, where the hell have I seen him? And now that, now that I'm looking at his page, he's been in a lot of uh, sci-fi things. Yep, and he was also in, um... Total Recall, if you're going down the uh, the sci-fi route from mm. 1990 with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Then, are you familiar with 976 Evil? Um, yes, I am. I, I've seen that before. Okay, he was in that. And then I'm going on a limb. I think you may have seen this one. Do you remember Dead Heat with Treat Williams and um, Joe Piscopo? Oh, one of my favorite movies. Oh, my God. <laughs> he was in that. Um, he was in The Munchies, which I don't know if you've seen that one or not. No, that doesn't sound familiar. Okay, think the think Goonies, Ghoul, not Goonies, like Ghoulies, um, Gremlins. There was another one to cash in on that stuff. It was The Munchies. The Munchies, um, okay. Also in Legend, which is one of my favorite films. The best uh, Tom Cruise movie ever. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, um, and Mia Sarah. Um, but he was also in Star 80, which I still say you should watch that. The one about Dorothy Stratton with uh, Creepy... Oh, he gone now. Oh, I, Eric Roberts, creepy Eric Roberts. Oh, I'm just okay. Yes, Stargate Universe. He played Woolsey. Okay. Oh yeah, but I was saying Star Eighty. Oh no, I'm just looking at. Um, oh okay, yeah, good. Okay, yeah. So you're doing, yeah, okay. But anyway, so he is our guy in the phone booth with, um, with Karen. You know, I never would have made that connection because he's, you know, looks so different in this thing. Yes, like it, as a much older man. He kind of looks like Patrick Stewart in a way. Oh, when, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. Um, back in the 80s when he was in this movie, it's like I would never have made that connection. Right, yes. And then I want to bring up one more thing really quick. Um, interspersed with the beginning of this, they are showing um, a doctor who's actually, um, he's kind of like doing a, like a little talk show thing, and that's Dr. Wagner. And that's ah, played yes. By, yeah, played by Patrick McNee, who I totally know from, um, he was John Steed on The Avengers, the TV show from 61 to 69. Okay, I've never seen that, The Avengers. Oh my God, I love that thing. When I was spend summers with my grandparents, they only got like three channels. And one of them played like The Avengers, like just nonstop. And I love that thing. It, it's amazing. It's a British TV show. It is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Um and then he um, also, he did uh, Sweet 16, which was another slasher from 83. Um, he did, oh, Waxwork. Have you seen Waxwork 1 and 2? Uh, I'm not sure about 2, but I know I saw the first one. Okay, he was in that, which I think we should cover that at some time on the oh, show. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then my the only James Bond movie that matters to me, because it has not only Tanya Roberts, which is God's gift to Earth, but the other gift to Earth, known as Grace Jones, um, they were both in A View to a Kill, which he was also in. Oh, I love Grace Jones. Oh, my God. I love Grace Jones so much. Vamp is another one we should do. Um, and then he was also in Battlestar Galactica, um, the TV show. That's probably where I remember him from. 
Okay, yeah, he thing. did five episodes of that, and he did uh, again Night Gallery, which I love. Apparently, you know nothing of that. No, no, nothing of that would. <laughs> but anyway, that's important. We need to talk about him right away because he's going to come into play later. But he's also kind of interspersed between scenes of of Karen in the booth with Eddie. There's yeah. also scenes of him doing his little talk show thing at the network where she works as well. Because he's the behavior expert. Exactly. Correct. He's a doctor. He's a behavior expert. He's also written a book, a couple books, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So anyway, so things don't really go so well for Karen in the booth with Eddie. Well, let's I mean, first of all, her name is Karen. So, you know. <laughs> right. Um, so they, um, the police kind of like jump the gun and they shoot Eddie inside the booth. Oh, wait, sorry. We do spoilers. Oh yeah. I, I think the, the listeners know by now that, you know, there's that one listener who's so excited to see the how to listen to us before they see the howling and they're watching, listening to this before they watch it. And they're like, screw you guys. <laughs> well, Hey, we prepped them. We told them what was coming. So they had, you know, they had full, chance to go and watch it right right so anyway so um eddie is shot and killed yeah and karen apparently has uh amnesia mixed in with a little ptsd yeah which who wouldn't after that my god right like Uh, how much did she see like did she capture um him mid transformation when he said okay turn around now and yeah, you wonder. You wonder what she saw because they really don't show us much of what she saw either. No, I, I think they're still trying to keep that under wraps. It, yeah, it, they, it's in the film. I'm thinking that um, the creator of this movie actually wanted it to be um, a little bit of a horror movie, but also kind of a murder mystery thriller type thing. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. So then um, also, I guess we need to mention, okay, so she's Karen White and she kept her maiden name as a newscaster, but she's married to um, Bill Neal. Who is Christopher Stone, who looks like a 70s porn star. Well, I just put down my notes. He's not Tom Atkins. Not Tom Atkins. (laughs) But he is her future husband in real life. They were married eventually. Oh, wow. Yeah, they okay. were engaged during the filming of this. Um, they also worked together in Cujo. Um, and he was he did a couple of things that I know. He was in the Annihilators from 85. And I know I'm gonna put this out there. I would I will die if you've seen this movie. It's called Love Me Deadly from 1972. No, haven't seen oh, it. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> so this woman is a necrophiliac and she like goes through the paper to try to find men to sleep with who have recently died. And it also has Lyle Wagner. Do you know who this actor is from the Carol Burnett show? I've heard the name. He's the, okay. Have you seen the Carol Burnett show? Are you familiar with it? Yes. So he was the actor that was very good looking on the Carol Burnett show. Okay. He's a really handsome guy, but he's in that too. It's the weirdest friggin' movie ever. So you, it's so weird. So anyone out there in listening land, if you want a weird seventies film, you need to find love me deadly and you can thank me later. Okay. So. Now we're back on track, Rob. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So wait, I forgot where we were. So now we are with um, two more people we need to talk about. And these people work with Karen. And that is um, Terry and Christopher. And they are kind of like, um, I don't know what you, how you explain them. Um, 
I guess they do more the reporting end for the newscasters. So Terry's Belinda Belaski. Um, and she's the one with the brown hair, Rob. Um, <clears throat> kind of wavy, curly. Oh, okay. The Yeah. And then her, um, I guess, boyfriend really is Christopher. And that's Dennis Dugan. Um, and, and they kind of work together. So do you know what I'm talking about the couple? Yep. Okay, good. Okay, so real quick, Belinda was in, um, she's also, okay, a lot of these actors were totally Joe Dante's corral of thespians. Like they, like her, like Terry, she did matinee, she did Nightmare Cinema, Amazon Women, both Gremlins, Piranha. The only thing that wasn't his is she was in Food of the Gods from 1976, which is an amazing, like weird animal attack movies because I love those. Um, and then Dennis Dugan, the Christopher guy, again, um, this guy did like, um, like in the seventies, they were those kind of like uh, kind of sexploitation movies. He did uh, the Night Call Nurses. But oh, then, wow. Yeah, that's beyond me. He started directing a ton of um, Adam Sandler films. Oh, no shit. Yeah, he he did like a, a Don't Mess with uh, Zohan, Jack and Jill. I now pronounce you Ch uh, Chuck and Larry. Like he directed a ton of Adam Sandler films. Okay. So he like went from in front of the camera to behind. Nice. I've seen all those you just named. There you go. All right. So anyway, so we've got um, the couple, those two, they're kind of doing like some research. So they visit Eddie's apartment um, and inside there they find like drawings of Karen and they find this landscape scene that will come into play later. And that uh, smiley face. The smiley face sticker, which is very predominant. Um, and then this is also where um, Karen, the doctor, uh, Dr. Wagner, sends Karen and um, her hubby, Bill, to the colony to like kind of help her rest, relax, maybe recoup her memory with some like um, progressive therapy, that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me just bring this up because it struck me as now I know that this happened much later in like the timeline and it's a completely different director and everything, but the setting of this, <clears throat> like when they're at the retreat and they're meeting everybody else and like all the different personalities are coming together uh -huh. It so much reminded me of The Color of Night with Bruce Willis and, you know, where you see like all these personalities coming together in like the therapy session and there's yes. a killer among them and everything. Wow. Yes, Rob. Oh, my yeah. God. Yes. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, Probably. that's one of my favorite Bruce Willis films. Yeah, that's my favorite part of his. Um, do you remember the film? What? The Color of Night? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Because you didn't snicker at my joke referring to his penis, but anyway. Oh, apparently I blocked that out. <laughs> <laughs> apparently it's not his penis, so I guess it doesn't really matter. Oh, it was a stand-in. Um, so, yeah, so talking about, so they, they eventually, uh, you know, get to the place, and it's on a beach where we kind of meet some of the other people. Um, we've got the... <laughs> First, we, we meet the, the country boy, I guess, and then his uh, nymphomaniac sister. Okay, so right, yeah, okay, so the okay, okay, so yeah, so let me the only thing is I got so many notes. So the guy you're talking about is TC is TC, and like you said, Marsha was his sister. It's TC Quist and um Don McClay McLeod McClade M C L E O D. I think that's McLeod, yeah. 
Yeah, he was in Pandemonium, the one that you did not know about with uh, Carol Kane um, about the uh, slasher cheerleader camp. It's really weird, but I highly recommend it. And then I love this in Trading Places and The Man with uh, Two Brains. He played a gorilla. Ooh, I love that movie. I love The Man with Two Brains. He was in that playing a gorilla. So he played a gorilla <laughs> in both those movies. So I'm like, apparently he's good at primates. Um, yeah. So he's on the beach with a fur vest. I picture him being smelly for some reason. I just think the man would smell. For um, some reason, I was thinking like, um, do you, did you ever read the Spider-Man comic and that um, the hunter guy, I forget his name. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yes. I told you who you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. He yeah. reminds me of that guy. Yes. Yes. I could totally see that. I could tell. What is his name? It's driving me crazy. Oh, it's driving me up the wall too. I yeah, got it on the tip of my tongue. About. Yeah. I totally knew. Cause he's got a mustache, right? Yeah. Dark. Yeah. I totally know who you're talking about. Um, and then we also meet um, one of my favorite people ever, John Carradine. Uh, he's the older guy on the beach. Who's just like, they, they keep saying he's had too much to drink, um, but oh, he's not drinking well, I don't think. You know, uh, I got that mixed up because he sounded like a, a dude that I had now I don't watch country movies by any means, but my father was always watching them and he sounded just like some of those people you hear in the country films. And I thought his name was Slim Pickens. No, wait, Slim Pickens isn't there. That's not who I'm talking about. You're okay. right. Though. Slim Pickens is in the film. No, this guy, he was, a, he's much older. His name is Erie, 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 E-R-I-E. That's John Carradine. He's the older one. And he wanted to jump in the fire in the beginning, yes, right? Okay. Correct. Yeah. Um, he's done like so many films. I love him so much. Um, oh my gosh. He was in a really weird one, Johnny Guitar. It's not horror, but it's got Joan Crawford in it. It's the weirdest movie ever. Um, he did Hillbillies in a Haunted House, um, Astro Zombie, Silent Night, Bloody Night. Um, oh, he was in an episode of uh, Cold Shack. Uh, or the movie The Night Strangler. If you've ever, did you ever watch The Night Stalker? Yes, I've seen oh, a few episodes of that. So the movie The Night Stalk, The Night Strangler was based on that. Um, he did Mary, Mary, Bloody Mary, Satan's Cheerleaders. I love that one. He did The Sentinel. You said you've seen that one. Um, Is he the like, father of uh, Keith and David Carradine? Exactly. Yes, he is. Okay. Yes, he, yeah. Um, uh, Shockwaves, the one about the uh, Nazis underneath the water, Nazi zombies. Vampire Hookers, um, The Bees, he did The Boogeyman, uh, Monster Club with Vincent Price, The Nesting, House of Long Shadows, Evil Spawn, Jacko. Like He's done so many things that I love. He's amazing. I love that man so much. He was in a lot of those uh, horror movies. Oh, a lot of them. Yeah, a lot of them. Um, and then uh, on my notes, I also have not the Charlie Daniels band, that kind of weird like country band that was playing. <laughs> <laughs> and then we also meet uh, Donna and jerry they were the other couple that they kind of uh karen and, and bill kind of befriend oh yes uh james murtaugh played jerry warren um i can't find the woman who played donna oh because oh, they don't show a picture of her her name is margie impaired though yeah and she also did a cold check uh night stalker she was in one episode and then jerry did um did you ever see romeo is bleeding no oh you you would like that it's not horror at all um it's, it's, uh, oh, it's something else. Uh, Farentino, what is her name? I'm drawing a blank. Uh, and then Gary Oldman's in it. Linda Farentino? Yes. Okay. You need to see this. You will thank me. Like it's, you will thank me. I'm telling you. Um, 
He also did the Night Stalker one episode. Uh, he did an episode of Strangers with Candy, which I totally love that show. Um, and he did um, John Carpenter, Someone's Watching Me, the TV movie with Lauren Hutton. Yeah, no, I never saw that. And Adrian Barbeau's in it. She plays a lesbian. Uh-oh. Just saying. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So they're the couple, Donna and Jerry. Warren. Yeah. Okay. So that's pretty much. And then Marsha. Yeah, Marsha. Let's talk about Marsha really quick. Oh, my on- goodness. Yes. Let's talk about Marsha. She's, she's all hot for um, <laughs> all hot for Bill. Um, porn star Bill. Porn star Bill. Yeah. That's Elizabeth Brooks. And she did a Night Stalker as well. Um, and she was, she did, um, Alfred Hitchcock's family plot with Karen Black, who I love. And then she did the movie called Deep Space from 88. I think I saw that. Okay. That sounds like something you may have watched too. Yeah. Yeah. But she didn't do a whole lot of, you know, she has a very small film career. I find it sad. I found out like she died. I know. I know. Isn't that weird? See, I that's what I don't like about doing these things is I'll start like looking up people. And I'm like, Oh, they didn't do this for very long because their life ended. It's not because they chose to do something else or yeah, just had a family or something. And I think it was, she died in 97 if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. I, that's very sad. Yeah. Um, uh, September, 1997. She was only 46 years old. Isn't that, that's very sad. That's horrible. Yeah. That's very, very sad. Yes. But it was like, yeah, I, I swear, like she was my first crush because I remember being at my friend's house and it was like, who is this Amazonian woman? You know, it was just, she had the, the tooth necklace on and yeah, the tooth. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, yeah. I don't know. There was leather, her and, um, TC are very animalistic. Yes. You know what I mean? They're, they're giving them very much these animal qualities. I think I feel. Yeah, like they're more in touch with like the side that we'll come to find out, which is the werewolf nature. Exactly. Correct. Yeah. Yes. They're animal kind of canine wolfen side. Yep. They take what they want. Uh, they'll kill anybody who gets in their way, that kind of thing. Yes. Their carnal, carnal cravings. Yes. Their urges. primal selves. Yes, exactly. Right. Um, yeah. Much like Linda, Linda Hunt, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> so, so that evening, Karen and Bill are in their little bungalow, and the foggy forest is right outside the window. Um, and then, of course, uh, Karen's plagued by her kind of subconscious trying to break its way through. Yeah, yeah. She keeps and, seeing um, the inside of the booth, and then the like shots. Like it keep the camera keeps panning to uh, what's his name changing eddie eddie changing eddie the mangler yeah yeah eddie the mangler um and then so uh i apologize because i'm better when we see these right away so i'm kind of trying to do this from memory um so let's see here um so she can't sleep and of course what you want to do is get up with a flashlight and go out and investigate when you hear howling yeah and not just one howl but lots lots so there's a creepy guy watching her um but she doesn't really see him but she does find like a little piece of like lace hanging from a uh a tree branch outside uh, and, and then we, oh go ahead oh and now the the guy watching her that's don mcleod right yeah tc yes that's oh, okay TC. yes um 
and then we we flipped to the next day and then um Karen and not Terry help me Karen and the other woman um the one she Donna is it Donna uh, yeah Donna. Karen and Donna are playing tennis and that's when we meet Slim Pickens okay so he's the cop all right yes, he's their sheriff yes Slim Pickens and let's see here I got him somewhere Yeah, that's Sheriff Newfield, and he was in Doctor Strange Love from '64. He did an episode of The Partridge Family, which I love. Um, he also did The Night Gallery, and then he did like an exploitation movie from the '70s, '75, Poor Pretty Eddie. Um, that's a that's an interesting watch. Uh, he did The Apple Dumpling Gang. He was in The Swarm. He was in The Black Hole as a voice, but he was uncredited. Did you ever see The Black Hole? Um, no, I don't believe I have. Yeah, I was so excited because my my parents were like, "We're gonna go see the black hole," and I'm like, "Finally, they've accepted my gayness." And they, it was just a Disney movie. Um, <laughs> and then he was also in This House Possessed. It was a made for TV movie in '81. Anyway, um, oh, so that's can, what we're thinking. Can I uh, jump in real quick? There's some. Yeah. All right, you know the guy in the beginning. He's kind of the studio head when um, Karen White has her breakdown. You are so awesome. I think you mean. Uh, Kevin McCarthy. Yes, Kevin McCarthy. Well, I was like, there's somewhere that I remember this guy from. I thought he he reminded me of either a Bond villain or um, Dr. Arcane. But then I remember Dr. Arcane from Swamp Thing being played by somebody else. And now I remember he was in Inner Space with... Um, <laughs> Okay, go ahead. <laughs> with Randy Quaid or Dennis Quaid, one of the Quaids. <laughs> okay, it was Dennis, I believe. Okay, uh, yeah, he was in Inner Space, and um, he was the the evil doctor guy, and he okay. had that. He wore the his coat over his shoulders in the same exact way that he's wearing them over his shoulders in this movie. Oh, that's fun. Now and, I know him like <laughs> so. He did Death of a Salesman from '51, the Arthur Miller play made into a movie. But he was also the see, this is where I thought you were gonna go. He was in Invasion of the Body Snatchers from 56, and he had a small brief cameo in the 78 version. He okay, was in I Diana, again, Diner? Joe Dante. Okay. He, he was in the Twilight Zone movie in Joe Dante segment. He was in Matinee, and he was also in Mommy. Did you ever see that from 95? No, I did not. So it had did you ever see the bad seed? No. Oh, okay. So it's basically the bad seeds about this really awful little girl who kills people to get what she wants. But then the actress that played her as a child, she's now a grown woman and she's still doing awful things as a mom. So she's in mommy. So that's another fun one. But anyway, he was in that too. Okay. Yeah. No, first, I don't remember him being in Invasion of the Body Snatchers. And I know I definitely didn't see the one from 56. Okay. But yeah, he looked so familiar. And I was like, why is this guy wearing his coat in the same exact way that I've seen another person in another movie from? And I was like, okay, inner space. That makes a lot of sense now. I love when they do stuff like that, like little plays from other movies and they carry it over and stuff. Yeah. I love stuff like that. And it's um, like, that's what you remember about like certain, certain character traits of people. Exactly. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Um, and then just so we know, he's like the uh, kind of like the head of the department, the TV department, and his name's Fred Francis, if we ever have to refer to him again. Okay. The film. Um, 
Was that good? Did I, I didn't cut you off, did I? Oh, no. Okay, all right. And then so now um, we've got Terry and um, Christopher, the other two kind of news, news people, visiting the coroner to see the, um, the body of Eddie. Yeah, and what was, uh, I'm trying to remember what the guy was talking about. Oh, he was like, you'd be surprised, like, how the things that I see here, you know, and and then mm-hmm. he was talking about a friend of his who he's seen every day, and then uh, he, he didn't see his friend for a day, and then the body showed up. Exactly, yep. Um, and that's when they take it to, I, I think I'm getting this right but yeah they take it to his body where the guy knocks on the cabinet and opens the door and you see like holes punched into the inside of the door yep and there's no body no body it's gone it's gone um and then uh let's see here um then it's night uh and then d or, or not i have d but uh, karen's out with donna again and they of course have flashlights and a gun um, cause they're creeping around, they hear noises, um, and they come across a dead cow. Yeah. Because she, uh, Karen wanted to investigate where the noises were coming from. Yes. And, um, then the sheriff shows up and gives them, it's another jump scare. This, this movie has <laughs> lots of jump scares. Yep. And then the next day, um, we have Bill going on a male bonding hunt with everyone else. Um, and I wrote down that TC is a big creep. <laughs> he he was leading the pack there. He was totally, yeah, totally leading the pack. It was like he's our best tracker. Why? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then Karen gets a session with Doc uh, Dr. Wagner, and there's a few other women. Um, and she sees a wolf this time around in her memory, but she says she doesn't see anything, so she's not ready to admit it. Um, and then Bill kills a bunny. And then we have our two uh, intrepid uh, news news reporters, um, Terry and Chris, at the bookstore with Dick Miller. Ah, yes. My my favorite Gremlins guy. I love him so much. I love him so much. So I got to talk about Dick Miller for a little bit because I love him. If that's okay with you. That's fine. I, I think he's awesome. I do. I seriously love Dick Miller. I love Dick Miller as much as I love um, John Carradine. Um, so let me get to my books. Okay. Oh, okay. So in this, he is Walter Paisley. Um, and, uh, so let's see here. Um, so he has repeated the name Walter Paisley in a couple of films, actually, um, in Chopping Mall, he was Walter Paisley. Oh, Um, no shit. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, there's a movie called Hanukkah in 2019 and he was Rabbi Walter Paisley. Um, in a bucket of blood from 59, he was Walter Paisley. So he's actually done that a couple of times, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, then some other movies that I love by him, he was in, um, Amityville 1992. It's about time. Um, he was in evil tunes. Uh, he did a a lot of Joe Dante movies. Um, he was in night of the creeps. Um, One of my favorites. He was in, I, no one talks about this movie. I love this movie. It's not necessarily a horror movie. Um, it's got Christy McNichol in it. It's called white dog. She, um, is an animal lover and she adopts a dog that is trained basically to be a racist to attack any African-American it sees. 
and then she tries to rehabilitate it. It's a great movie. No one talks about it. You need to see it. <laughs> um, he was in Heartbeeps with Andy Kaufman and um, and uh, Bernadette Peters for their robots. It's really bad, but I love it. He was in Rock and Roll High School, Candy Stripe Nurses. Um, and then he did a ton of Roger Corman movies. He was in The Tear, The Premature Burial, Little Shop of Horrors. Um, he was in Not of This Earth, which they redid in 88 with Tracy Lords. I love that movie because I love her. Oh, I love um, Tracy Lords. I do too. She's the best actress in the world as far as I'm concerned. And he did It Conquered the World. But this man's done so many things. I love him so much. Check those out because the world, the world was a wonderful place because of him. And it's a worse place because he's gone. But I love Dick Miller. Anyway, so he runs the bookstore. And they're in there kind of like perusing the bookstore, trying to figure out, you know, what's going on with this guy. Because they have a hunch that there's something up that there, there, there may be something supernatural at play here. Um, and they're looking towards maybe like um, werewolf folklore and things like that. Um, yeah. And it's interesting that um, uh, the guy, Dick, Walter Paisley, he's, he runs a bookstore with like a bunch of occult things. And also he's got silver bullets displayed silver bullets? on one of the shelves. <laughs> Because the guy ordered him and never came in to pick him up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So uh, so they're at the bookstore and then um, it's dusk and we've got um, TC and Bill and uh, they've got the bunny. And then TC's a, TC says that his sister, Marsha, is great for cooking up things like that. And he should just skedaddle over to his place so Marsha can cook up that bunny for Bill. Yeah, because he said, well, I don't eat meat. And he's right. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's another thing. Yeah. They're very adamant that Bill is not a meat eater. Yeah. Yeah. But he, so he takes the bunny over there and then Marsha wants to do more than cook that bunny. Oh, yes. She, yeah. she has been looking at him since like he first stepped on the scene. She has been undressing and redressing him so she can undress him again with her eyes. Yes. Yes. But she makes a pass and he's having none of it. He tells her no and he goes back home to deep. Or I'm sorry to Karen, played by D. Wallace. <laughs> he goes back home to D. <laughs> well, you had it right either way. <laughs> All right. Um, and then he gets attacked on the way. Oh, that makes sense now. Mm -hmm. Okay, because I was like, when, you know, we come to the scene after that, when he's actually, you know, with Marsha. I was like, was he always a werewolf? <laughs> I just yeah. didn't know about it. Yep. And okay. He, yep. And then so Dr. Wagner, um, Patrick McNee, gives him a shot. And he's like, oh, well, he can't leave with that bite. He needs to stay here now and recoup. Okay. So, mm -hmm. And then so now we see the couple in bed. Um, was it Terry and Chris? They're in bed. And that's when we know for sure that they're like a couple because we're not quite sure if they're just working together, if they're like actually romantically entangled. But now we know for a fact they're romantically entangled. They get a phone call from Karen, you know, that, uh, that uh, you know, Bill's been bit and they can't leave right now. And uh, so they decide that they're going to come to the colony. And that's where we get the little, the little TV thing where they're watching the Big Bad Wolf cartoon. Ah, yes. And I actually yeah. have that in my notes. It was like, 
even a man who is pure of heart and says his prayers by night <laughs> may become mm -hmm. a wolf when the wolf's bane blooms and the autumn moon is bright. <laughs> that was my favorite part. Yep. I, I actually love that movie too. Again, werewolf movies, I just, Lon Chaney, all that stuff, it's my jam. So now uh, the next day, there uh, there's a beach walk and they've got Bill and, and Chris are talking and Dee and uh, um, uh, I think I said the wrong name, but Terry, Dean and Terry, uh, D, sorry, Karen and Terry are, you know, kind of talking on the beach and she's sharing her concerns about, you know, she thinks that Marsha's got the hots for Bill and there might be something going on. And, you know, Bill once again asserts that he doesn't eat meat at the picnic. And uh, they're, of course, their their beach, we know this, but they haven't put it together yet, but the beach background is actually that landscape that they found in eddie's apartment oh yes that's right because yeah. as she was looking through the sketchings she came across that one and i think when they ended up there at the beach right correct she yeah. she put the paper in front of her face and it was like a, a mountain scene or something yeah that comes up in just a sec exactly, exactly. oh okay hold okay. that thought hold that thought so now it's um it's evening, and then uh, Karen, you know, kind of wants to get all lovey-dovey with Bill because she's, you know, kind of getting insecure about the relationship. Um, but, you know, he doesn't want any part of that. He just, you know, says they're not in sync, and he wants to put on his terry cloth, maybe velour robe, and just walk the woods. Rob? Oh, yeah, I'm here. Oh, I, I thought you, you were... you touching yourself? <laughs> no. Oh, okay, because we're getting to that scene. So that's where he meets Marsha by the fire, and the howling starts. Oh, yes, and the howling does start, because the she would not take no for an answer. Would not take no for an answer, no. And then there's some kind of, like, canine coupling. Yes, and that's where, like I said, I was like, was he always a werewolf? Because I guess I wasn't paying too much attention to him being attacked. And not putting two and two together. So I was like, oh, so this means he was always a wolf and he was just going to end up doing her anyway. <laughs> so I think she put it into play and she made sure he was going to become a werewolf and they could mate. Yeah, probably. Really bad cartoon drawings of werewolves. <laughs> that is the only thing that is the only thing in my mind. You may disagree, but I think everything else holds up. Well, even back then, though, it still wasn't very good. But that is the only thing that like kind of takes you out of the movie is that it, the animated cartoon. Yes. And oh, I actually have that in my notes when, you know, when they're making love or uh, fornicating, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then you see that it turns red and then goes to purple and then it looks like a cartoon and you're just kind of like, what just happened? Well, and I knew it was totally fake because it wasn't doggy style. <laughs> so uh, you're, so you're while, on point, my friend. Right. So while they're doing this, they, of course, start howling. And then Terry hears this and she records it. And then we see a doc, the doctor, Dr. Wagner, hears inside his office as well. And then, <clears throat> excuse me. And then the um, next day is where you were talking about where she's on the beach and she's playing the recording. And um, that's when she pulls out the sketch and she figures this out. Oh, okay. I thought she did it like the night before. 
No, this is when this happens. And then Bill's back home with D. Okay. And then, um, and then, uh, she's at, now Terry's out in the woods and she keeps hearing that voice, which no one does is in their right mind, but they hear the voice calling her to that cabin. Yeah. And if you hear something calling you, aren't you going to like run in the other direction? No, Terry would not. No, anyone else in their right mind would, but Terry would not. <laughs> of course so not. Voice, no, of course not. So the voice leads her to the, to the cabin. Um, and uh, there's a sticker hanging on the door. Yep. The smiley face, face returns. Yep, smiley face returns. Um, and then there's like, uh, we see the wolf hand and the wolf feet. There's banging on the walls. Um, she jumps out the window. She grabs her axe. She severs a little wolf paw. She flees to the clinic. Um, and that's where this kind of like all like really starts to take place. Yeah. Because she's in there and she's talking to her boyfriend on the phone. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then she meets Eddie face to face and he does not yeah. look good. No, he does not look good at all. <laughs> he looks pretty unhealthy. Yeah, Eddie is not doing well. <laughs> Clearly not. And in what I have in my notes can possibly be the longest ever werewolf transformation. I think that um Terry and Mar uh, not Terry and Amy from the Funhouse are cut from the same cloth where you just stand there no matter what horrible thing is transpiring before you. Right. <laughs> because I would like, if I saw somebody's face bubbling up behind their skin and you know their eyes changing I I would be gone. I'm like Terry, he's giving you almost 30 minutes to escape. <laughs> He's like, don't turn around yet. I've got something I want to show you. Like, I wanted to like flash to Terry, like maybe making a ham sandwich, and then Terry maybe like ironing and mending a shirt, and then maybe Terry doing her nails. Yeah, and then Terry sitting there with that big old hair dryer on her head, getting a new do. Thirty minutes later. Oh right, she has so much time, and I'm like, Terry, what are you thinking? Oh, and she's just standing there watching it in horror. He was transfixed. Yes. <laughs> transfixed by the transformation. Yeah, the terrifying transformation. Yeah. So poor Terry. But also, I don't think I'd be calling my boyfriend who's not there with me. No, I would say that. By a werewolf. I would call the police. Yeah, or I would just run the hell out of there and save that information for oh, later. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I would not be calling Chris. No. I tell him to stay on the line, stay on the line. So you're even tying up the phone line in case you would need it later. Yeah. I doing that either. Uh, they do a lot of dumb shit in these movies. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, they do. Don't they? Yeah. Yeah. But we wouldn't have these movies if they did. And then. Okay. So she throws acid in his face. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, And then. Who is the, see, this is what I'm trying to figure out. Who is the other wolf that strangles her and then bites her neck? That would be, uh, let's see here. Um, Cause that wasn't Eddie. That was another wolf. Okay. Hang on one second. I think we're, hang on one second with me. Okay. 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 So we got Terry on the phone, um, landscape economy. That's soon. She also says the doctor's part of it. She goes through the files and this, this is important. She finds the quist files. 
And that's when she figures out that not only are TC and Marsha siblings, but Eddie is also their brother. So the three of them are all siblings. She calls Slim Whitman. Um, and then she gets bitten on her neck. Yeah. But okay. first the wolf picks her up and like starts to strangle her. Yes. And I'm like, yes. if you're a werewolf, would you do that? Or would you just kind of claw and bite? He's like, you know what? You stood there long enough. I'm going to choke you. <laughs> you're a good sport. I'll just kill you by choking right, you. Right, 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 right. Um, now before this, like, um, we also need to just real quick mention that um, D has figured out that Bill has scratches on his back and she pretty much figures out that he's had sex with Marsha and she leaves. Yeah. Yeah. And she leaves to go find Chris. Okay. So now we're back in the office and then um, D wants to get a hold of, um, of uh, Chris and Terry because she doesn't know that Terry's dead. So she goes into the same office where Terry has met her fate with the, werewolf to use the phone and that's where she finds all the chaos and during this time christopher chris has heard all of this and he's went to buy the bullets from um walter paisley's occult bookshop right but he just ends up taking the bullets right and throwing money on the counter now when karen finds d's body she's so very calm about it um Okay, yeah, I'm I'm a little out of sequence, but now I remember. Yeah, she's lying on the floor. Yeah, like she, like I'd be freaking the fuck out, and she's just like, oh, and I'm like, no, she's dead. Anyway, and that's when Eddie pops up from the gurney. He was covering the sheet. Oh yeah, okay. And then that's when she throws the acid to burn him. See, yeah, I. Oh man, I totally screwed the pooch on that. Yeah. And then Christopher has to stop and get gas because, of course, he doesn't have enough gas to get there. You with me now? We on track? Yes, I'm with you now. I can't believe I was thinking that was Terry who threw the acid. In. Well, because it's all in the same place. It's all in that little, like, uh, medical room. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. You're probably doing acid while we're doing this. <laughs> I was high on acid. <laughs> um. So now the men have kidnapped uh, Karen and they've got her at the barn. And that's where she sees Terry's torn up corpse that she really wasn't that worried about the first time. Um, and then she sees, I love how she sees Dr. Wagner. She's like, Dr. Wagner, like he's going to help her. I'm like, no, he's not on your side, uh, Karen. Right. Well, he just pushes her away. Like, get off me, bitch. Like, he's like, Bill is one of us. Uh, and then you get John Carradine. He's like, we should have stuck to the old ways. He wants to kill cattle. <laughs> And then Marsha just like kicks the doctor's ass and she's going to take charge. Yeah. And then, uh, Christopher shows up with a gun and then you've got, uh, is it Jerry? And he's like, that won't hurt us. And he's like, he these are silver the- bullets, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and they, I mean, I don't know why they don't just shoot the guy instead of relying on their transformation. Cause all of them clearly take way too long to transform into werewolves. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then that's when uh, TC shows up without his arms. So we figure out that he's the one that attacked Terry. Yeah. And Eddie's yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and then, um, so Christopher, um, wait, help me. Oh, you know what? He shoots, uh, 
Hang on, hang on. I jumped. That's my bad. Oh, what um, did we miss? Christopher's got to go to the. Uh, Christopher goes to the doctor's office first. So so Karen's still by herself. Christopher's at the doctor's office. He finds TC and Marsha's files. Um, oh, and he kills Eddie. That's right. Yes, because he hears Terry's death on the tape. Because Eddie plays the tape. Um, and, and then Eddie, Eddie is all fucked the, up. He is Eddie so gives fucked Christopher up. the gun back and then he transforms, but then he shoots him because he doesn't realize he has silver bullets. <laughs> right. Sorry, everybody. And then, uh, then Christopher shows up to save um, Karen. That's right. TC charges, uh, the silver bullet kills him. And then, um, then he kills Jerry with it. And the doctor gets killed there. Sorry about all this. And Marsha, John and the others start to turn. Um, and then they get locked in the, uh, ritual center which is the barn they set fire to the wolves they come busting out yeah i thought they died in the fire but then apparently when you know the car they're attacking the car while they're trying to escape uh, okay mm-hmm. so they did get out yeah some got out yeah and then we've got uh, karen and christopher in the car karen's in the side uh side passenger uh hysterical chris is driving uh, a wolf breaks in the back and bites her on the neck he gets the he's uh gets shot though from the back she shoots him and, of course, turns out to be Bill. Yep, it's her husband. Yeah, not Tom Atkins. Not Tom yeah. Atkins. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she's like, we've got to warn people. And this is where we get the stop motion werewolves, the only stop motion that I could tell in the movie. Yeah, I think so, because it, it definitely looked like a different part. It did, didn't it? It felt like, yeah, I mean, it wasn't on par with the... Um, Cartoon animals, uh, cartoon werewolves. Back, <laughs> yeah, out. It should have just been an animated film at this point. Right, exactly, exactly. And then, um, and then, uh, so now we're back at the, uh, you know, they, they tell, they, they mentioned on the news that the doctor was killed and there was a fire down at the colony. Um, it, like a Guyana-like spectacle. I like how they got that in there. Oh, movie. yeah, they're like, oh, we got to add some Jim Jones to this. Right, right, right. And then so they, they you, you flip to people, different people watching the TVs and there's an Alpo commercial, of course. Uh, and then D transforms into the werewolf, which looks more like a Pomeranian or something. I was going to say that I was like, she's a white dog. Yeah. And well, apparently she didn't want to look scary. Like D Wallace, the actress, did not want to be. She really? did not want people leaving the theater with an image of her as a scary creature. Oh, come on now. Somehow being a lap dog was better in her mind. Yes, because she did. She like had the puppy face and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So she transforms and to prove that it's really happening and everyone freaks out. And then um, basically Christopher kills her right there on on screen. Yeah. And then uh, we flash to a bar where the people are watching it. Well, no, there's a there's a few flashes where. Like uh, people are in their homes and like, oh, that can't be real. You, you'd you be surprised right. what they can do with special effects these days. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're we're at the end scene where they're at a bar and the guy's talking about it. He's like, oh, I, I know what happened. It was real because she turned into a werewolf and then he had a gun and he shot her. And then you see the lady. Um, sorry, Marsha. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's like, how do you want your steak? And she says, rare. Yep. And I am so glad that she survived because I thought she burned up in, in that barn there. She made it out. People yeah. like Marsha don't die. They just, 
go on and, and, and live their werewolf lives. And yeah, she's the alpha. And she-, <laughs> she is the alpha. She's the alpha. She's the omega. She's everything you want to be. Oh, yeah. Now, as far as, well, there's two, I guess. One I should have talked about way earlier. The other one I can talk about now. Um, there were three cameos that I want to talk about. Um, one of them was at the end um, with the t- people watching TV. Um, um, his name is Mick Garris. He's a um, a writer, a horror writer and director. He um, worked on The Fly 2 and Hocus Pocus. Huh. He's the gentleman with the longer hair on the couch and a bathrobe. His uh, female um, companion is sitting on the floor and they're watching the TV thing. And he's like, that doesn't say anything about this in the TV guide or something like that. Oh, he, yes. I remember that part. Okay. He's one cameo. Um, uh, Ori Ackerman, uh, he's the one who came up with Famous Monsters of Filmland magazine. He has a cameo in the film. And then early on, when uh, when uh, Karen is in the phone booth and there's a guy outside of it with his back turned towards the phone booth and she's like, Eddie? Because she doesn't know what Eddie looks like and she thinks it might be him. Okay. That's Roger Corman, the director. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, so he also has a, 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 a cameo in the film, which makes sense because he kind of gave Joe Dante his start in film. That's pretty cool. Oh, that's very cool. So, um, did you like the film? Oh, man, you know, this is one of my favorites. It's amazing. From, it's amazing. from the oh. first time I saw it. And, you know, my reasons for seeing it as a little kid were because werewolves and naked ladies. But, you know, it still <laughs> it still holds up. Now, I, yes, on the werewolves, but there's not a whole lot of naked ladies, really. Well, I think like Elizabeth Brooks nude scene was enough to cement it for me. Gotcha. But I mean, it's not really like nudity wall to wall. Oh, no, no, definitely not. Now, have you seen the other Howling movies? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I've seen them all. Okay. Because I remember after, you know, because I love this one so much. And I got the second one with Sybil Danning and the ending where it's just her ripping her shirt open again and again and again. (laughs) I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah, they they took a lot of liberties with uh, the Howling sequels. Yo, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. There's one, and I want to say it's... The Marsupials one, especially. Oh, yeah. But um, I want to say, is it four? I covered it on my Instagram account, but it's actually very, pretty much close to the actual novel. Um, But the, the quality of the film's not very good. I think it was shot like right to video. Um, oh. But that one's kind of fun. I like that one. Um, I no. don't know. Why, I don't know why they really chose to go in the direction they did with all the sequels. Yeah, well, different directors probably different visions and you know scripts yeah. and stuff like that. But I, I don't know. It's just like I don't know. They almost like went for the cheapest, most uh, exploitative ways to do them all. Yeah, and you know, also the werewolf design changed. Oh yeah, very much so. Yes, very very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was just curious if you'd seen the other ones. Okay. Yeah. Did you see the new generation of like the Howling Reborn? Gosh, help me out. Give me more. Uh, well, I do have it on Prime Video. So let me just look it up and see who's in it and what year it came out, actually. But now I remember seeing that and I thought that was kind of a return to form for for the original Howling. Uh Uh-huh. 
Because so. it's such a, it really is a cool concept. I, 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 I don't know. It is because I feel like vampires and, well, vampires and zombies for the most part over the last maybe 20 years have kind of dominated the scene. Right. Yes. Yeah. You're not seeing a lot of werewolf movies. Okay. I no. don't think I have, Rob. I'm looking up now. I don't think I have. Yeah, I I actually clicked on the howling and I was like, why? Oh, this is 1980s. And then I was like, oh, now I know what I'm doing. <laughs> but why am I not seeing it here? I purchased it. So mine that I was talking to you about is it's called uh, The Original Nightmare. The Original Nightmare. That's the one that I like. And what? Uh, that's a howling movie? Yeah. And when did that come out? Uh, 88, the year of my son. Okay. Um, yes, The Howling Reborn, 2011. Okay. I have not seen that one. Okay, I'll have to watch it. Yeah, it's a... F- Wait a minute. No. It says alternate title, Virus. You are such an ass. Jalen <laughs> Curtis? No, I'm not falling for this. <laughs> you said it's on prime what uh is it on prime you said i thought i had purchased it on prime but i wasn't seeing oh. it on my purchase list oh no have you fallen victim too i think i might have and i'm going to be very upset i know you're going to turn to a werewolf and head on over to the amazon and do some damage i'm already starting to turn it's going to take me about 35 minutes right i'm gonna stand here and watch Um, now speaking of werewolf movies there was one in the early 2000s called skinwalkers did you see that yes okay yeah Yeah. now how about um dog soldiers oh i love dog soldiers okay brotherhood of wolves uh didn't see that Ooh, rob and then what about company of wolves company of wolves nope same didn't see that either i'm not lying i'm telling you the truth it has angela lansbury in it but it's very good Oh my goodness, Angela, rest in peace, Angela Lansbury. But it's good. I really like that one. Uh, Dogs, you had me at Dog Soldiers. I was like, oh man, that's such a good movie. Yeah, no, I really like that one. Um, Now, what about Help Me? I remember Emily Blunt, but I can't think of the actual actor from The Wolfman. The the redo just recently, not recently, but kind of recently. Oh, the Hugh Jackman? No, Benicio del Toro. Oh, yeah, but wait, wasn't Hugh Jackman in that movie though? Was he? Maybe. Let me look it up here. I'm sorry. You know what? He may be. Uh, I know Anthony Perkins. No, Hopkins. Oh, Hopkins. Yeah, Anthony. Sorry, (laughs) you're just throwing anybody in there now. Yeah, I'm just giving. I'm pulling names out of the hat. I don't know. (laughs) Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Danny Trio was in it. You know. And Tracy Lords. Tracy Lords, yes. Tracy Lords is in every movie. If only that would make everything better. Okay, why is it doing this to me? I had it up and it just went away. Now, are you looking for uh, Wolf Wolfman or the Wolfman 2010? And I click on it and it just will not. No, it won't come up. <laughs> really? There you are. I'm clicking on you. Okay. Yeah, that is, okay, Benicio Del Toro and Anthony Hopkins. Why the hell am I thinking of Hugh Jackman? Probably because Wolverine and the sideburns. Let's let's be honest, 
aren't you always kind of thinking of Hugh Jackman? Oh, I'm always thinking of Hugh Jackman. Yeah, just that's it. Uh, yeah, probably, probably the in the claws and everything. You're just yeah. Okay, so it was Benicio del Toro. Yeah, that was a good movie. I enjoyed that. I. This makes me sound horrible and shallow. I don't like Benicio del Toro. So it was hard for me. To, it'd be like if Gwyneth Paltrow was a werewolf. It'd be oh, hard to sit yeah, I would hate that movie too. <laughs> yeah, I'm just not a fan of Mr. Uh, Benicio. Okay. Toro. Now, what made you not like him? Was it uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? Uh, I, it, I think it's just the actor. And I'm sorry. I feel very badly. I just, there's something about the actor I just don't click with. Oh, that's fine. There's a lot of actors that I don't like. It's I can't really just Paltrow and me. So. <laughs> Wait, what about Dirty Kim Basinger? <laughs> no, I don't have a problem with her. She just needs a bath. And I don't <laughs> like her. She just looks kind of like she's been rolling around in dirt a little bit. Oh, okay. But, oh, yeah. hey, and Hugo Weaving is also in The Wolfman. So he played Agent Smith in The Matrix and uh, the elf in uh, Lord of the Rings. I, the, the elf uh, king or whatever, or the yeah. leader of the elves. Can't remember the name. God damn it. That's going to bother me all night. (laughs) (laughs) Why can't I think of the elf's name? (sighs) See, now I like Emily Blunt, though. I like her a lot. I do, too. Um, I loved A Quiet Place, but not so much for her as for... uh, I liked it for the creatures. Oh, gosh. I'm so glad you said that. Okay, so... (laughs) I think that... The post that I did for the Slayer had you excited. I would never ask you to watch the Slayer because you get a creature for maybe the last three minutes of that movie. When was this? On my Instagram, on the Mark in a movie, on my post about the Slayer. Oh, is that the movie you said we should cover? Uh, yeah, you were excited about it. I'm like, I'll cover it with you. But the, it's it. you really only get a monster in that thing for like the last three minutes of the film. Really? That yeah. sucks. It would be fun to talk about it, you know, the movie and everything. But like if you're going into it for a monster, that's not the movie for you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You will be so mad at me, you would like slap me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I usually go into films hoping that I get to see the creature for at least more than five minutes, I would say. Yeah, no, it really is like... Now, it's an interesting thing to talk about because there's a lot going on, you know, with the character and everything because she's like this troubled artist and it's like just weird stuff goes on. It's the isolated setting, all this, you know, and there's incredibly well done, gory kills. It's got it's it's a a small um, group, so it doesn't have a high body count, but the kills are like phenomenal. Um, But the creature you get for like literally probably only like three minutes of screen time, if that at the very end. See, I really hate when they do that. Yeah, no, that really, I'm not lying to you, Rob. That really is probably the amount of time you get that, that, that monster. It's cool looking, but it's very short. Damn. So it's not like the relic. It's not like anything we've, you and I have discussed on here. Yeah. See, I was hoping that, you know, it would be throughout the entire movie. And no, no, no. Because it's almost like a, uh, in a weird way, it's like a Freddy Krueger thing, like with her dream kind of thing. Like if she's asleep, it happens. But it's it's way more supernatural thing where you don't see anything at all. 
Oh, so like, it kind of builds on the tension and then, you know, yes. there's a big payoff at the end and that's kind of it. Um, take the word big out of what you just said and you'd be right. Oh, so there's just a, a whimper. There's a payoff at the end. There's a, some kind of payoff. We don't Right. <laughs> well, that, that's a huge letdown, man, because it looked good on, you know, they, they make the covers look amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, the monster itself is cool looking, but it's not throughout the movie. Yeah. See, if it was something like the Kindred where you get to see it like oh, almost yeah, immediately. Oh, yeah, and it is not. No, it is not. God it's damn not it. Yeah. No. Well, that's no fun. Yeah, no. Like, I would hate to do that to you, you know, and have you sit there waiting for this creature. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it doesn't have to show up within the first, like, 30 minutes. Or but the at first, least... like, 92. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. I remember <laughs> it was... Um, when we covered Night of the Demons and I was talking to James about it, I hadn't seen it, that movie in so long. And he's like, yeah, for the first 50 minutes, it's nothing but, you know, them fucking around and talking. And I was like, that's not how I remember it at all. But then when I watched it, I was like, holy shit, it's true. Like the movie doesn't start to get good until 55 minutes in. Now that's not true on this one. Like it's there, the, like the kills and stuff are peppered throughout the movie. But okay. the creature isn't really doesn't really come into play until the end because they uh, kind of want you to be like, is a person doing this? Is it like an unreliable narrator? Is it like, is it her? Is there someone else on the island? You know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So if you want to reach us, Instagram is going to be Midnight Mass Creature Cast. And then Rob, you got the Gmail? Yep, that is mmccpod at gmail.com. Um, but make sure you give the Instagram a follow, uh, like. Because like, we'd love to hear from you. Yes, definitely get in contact with us. Let us know um, how you're enjoying the show. And just like any movies that you want us to look into. Because we'd love to. Like anything from the 80s and 90s, monster related. Oh, absolutely. We're down for it. Yep. We are down to clown. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then, so coming up next, we've got Rawhead Rex. Is that correct? Yes, we got Rawhead Rex with uh, my good friend Bobby Anthem. And boy, is that a fun one. Yep. Fun will be had by all. Yep. If you know what's good for you. And if you don't, well, you better recognize. Yep, exactly. (laughs) Exactly.